Masechet Yevamot, Dafkof Yod. Yesterday we saw that Rav was presented with a question about a minor girl who's married off by her mother or her father, so it's a derabanan marriage. Uh, when does it become a biblical marriage? Is it as soon as she grows up? Uh, or, and then automatically it turns into a deoraita, uh, or uh, is it only when she consummates and has bi'ah with that husband, then it, then that creates a kind of a new biblical level kiddushin, and only then uh, after bi'ah, not just when she gets older. And that I've said the second one, yes, in fact, it requires bi'ah in order for the marriage to be take full effect on a biblical level. All right, good. And uh, now we're just going to challenge that. Does Rav really think that? That only if they, um, this the adult man and the minor woman, once she grows up, only if they have bi'ah, then yes, it becomes a biblical level marriage. But if they do not be, do bi'ah, then it remains a rabbinic marriage even after she grows up. We saw a statement where uh, we have a, a minor who does not uh, refuse her husband while she's a minor. Uh, so and she got now she gets old gets older and she went and married someone else altogether. So Rav said you, she does not require a get from the second one because it was the same uh, because she's an adult now her marriage is biblical she's married to husband A biblically therefore whatever. A ceremony she did with husband B is uh, counts as zero, just like any married woman who uh, does a ceremony while she's married to another man, and it doesn't she doesn't get married, she doesn't require a get from the second. So you see, according to Rav here, all she has to do is grow up. So it doesn't say that she had bi'ah again with her husband. Shmuel disagrees with Rav and says. That since uh, she was uh, still the Rabbanan married, and I guess they didn't consummate, that's why she wasn't fully married. So when the, another second guy comes and marries her, then that second marriage is does have some validity and she requires a get. So now let's look it up. My love, the lo ba'al, so this is a case where she just grew up, but they, she did not have be uh, again with her first husband. I was alone, the ba'al, no, maybe indeed she did. Okay, okay, fine. But if you if they did be ah, uh, then that then for sure everyone would agree that that is a full marriage. It makes it biblical. In which case, when the second husband comes along and does some marriage ceremony, we should discount it and not require a get. So why does Shemuel require a get? Uh, because Shemuel thinks that. When he has Bia again with her after she becomes an adult, it's still based on the original Kiddushin. That's what he has in mind. I'm just continuing the same Kiddushin we had before, continuing the same rabbinic marriage, and therefore they are still rabbinically, uh, only rabbinically married, even after she's an adult. Uh, in order to f- to make it a biblical marriage, he would have to do another Kiddushin and then have in mind, this is for the biblical marriage. As long as you don't do that, the marriage is not fully complete and therefore the second guy who comes and marries her does take effect and there's, therefore she needs a get from the second man. Okay, good. Now we understand the Machloket. Now we ask. Rav and Shemuel already made this, had uh, mentioned this Machloket before. Why would they have to say it again? It's a slightly different case 
but it's based on the same principle. If someone does Kiddushin with a condition, here's Kiddushin on condition that uh, you're going to pay me a uh, $1,000. Uh, but then he, uh, he he brought her into his house and did Nisuin, Bi'ah, and uh, without mentioning the condition and not saying, okay, this is also dependent on, he didn't say anything. So Rav says, once he does that, that means he forgave the condition and said, okay, I'm agreeing to be fully married. Therefore, Rav says, if they want to get out of the marriage, he will have to give her a get because they are fully married and the condition is nullified. Ushmel says, no, a get is not required uh, because they never, he never, she, she never fulfilled the condition. So the, the condition is never fulfilled. And so therefore that bi'ah does not count either. The bi'ah is, does not uh, undo, the, does not show that he wants to cancel the condition. So here we have spelled out. Rav says, once he... Um, uh, once he married, he requires a get because once he married her, uh, then we means that he must have retracted his condition. So the fully married requires a get. Shmuel says no, that doesn't mean he retracted his condition because anytime someone does bi'ah, they're doing it based on the original kiddushin. That kiddushin was conditional, so to this bi'ah, it will be conditional. Uh, there will be a proper bi'ah, but not doesn't mean for marriage. It'll, it'll only be a bi'ah for marriage if the kiddushin was for marriage. It doesn't mean he withdrew or canceled his condition. And so uh, we, uh, since the condition was not fulfilled, the kiddushin was not done. So this bi'ah he considered as uh, nothing, bi'ah znut, and therefore um, uh, he does not have to give her a get if they uh, if they don't, if they don't want to remain together. Good. Sericha. So the question is, why does Rav and Shemuel have to say this twice, since the two machalokot are based on the same principle? Well, maybe if we only had the first statement, uh, then I would say of there, sorry, the second statement with the Tanai, uh, there Rav says the get, uh, require get, the marriage is fulfilled because there is a condition. And um, and once he has bi'ah, it shows that he is he is uh, foregoing the condition. But in the case of a minor, where the marriage, uh, the whole marriage is conditional, and it's not up to him to forgive. It's not about his. Uh, his deciding to be okay with it or not. It's just that she was a minor, so there was no way to do a biblical marriage. And so in that case, maybe he would agree with Shemuel that they're not biblically married until they do another biblical kiddushin after she's an adult. So that's why I need the first case of a minor to tell me the strength of Rav. But if I only had that first case, maybe only in that case would Shemuel say, you have to do it again. She was only a minor before. That doesn't count. She has to do a full new kiddushin when she's an adult. But maybe in the case of a condition, Shemuel may agree with Rav that the, by do, doing bi'ah with her, most people don't want the bi'ah to be zinut, and therefore his bi'ah shows implicitly that he's forgiving the condition. So he maybe he would agree, Shemuel would agree in such case, therefore we need the second one to show us the strength of Shemuel, Sericha, that's why we need both. Good. Mi Rav ki in ilo ba'alo, we're still continuing to question Rav. Did he, does he really say that the, the Rabbanan kiddushin of a minor only becomes deoraita? With bi'ah, but without bi'ah, uh, just growing up, just uh, getting having a birthday is not sufficient. Ha hi obada. 
דהבה בנרש, והקדישה כשהקטנה וגדלה, ועוטבעה בקורסה. There was a certain story that happened in the city of Neresh, where a woman did kiddushin while she was a minor, and then she grew up. And after she grew up, they put her on the bridal chair, the, uh, the, the marriage canopy, the canopy. So that was a nisuin ceremony. And all of a sudden, right after, right, maybe during the wedding, someone comes, or right after the wedding, someone comes and grabs her and marries her from the first. Uh, what do you do? What we do in that case? The two students of Rab were there and they decided, says, you don't need to get from the second one. Uh, which means that, you see, they didn't have Bi'ah here. Uh, they, they had Kiddushin when she was a minor. They, and they remained together. And then she grew up. That's it. She grew up and they said, okay, we'll do a nice ceremony. We'll do a big wedding ceremony. So they had their wedding canopy, but no bi'ah. And nevertheless, the students of Rav said, the first marriage is full biblical marriage. And the second guy who did an attempted marriage, we uh, consider it to be nothing, no get required, even without bi'ah. Okay, so that's a good question. The Papa says, oh, in Neresh, that's what they knew the custom there was the opposite of the way it usually is. Over there, they first they do a marriage with Bi'ah, and only afterwards they have a party with the bridal chair. So the, the, since they was there, in fact, was Bi'ah there first, and that's why when the second guy came and took her after the bridal chair, uh, his his marriage uh, ma- attempted marriage was nothing. That's one answer. Another answer. Or maybe not. Maybe in Neresh also this, they do the usual order, and they were having the wedding celebration. There was in fact no Bi'ah, and so technically because there was no Bi'ah, the second guy's marriage ceremony was effective but the rabbis were upset at him and they said you didn't you didn't act properly right is that a thing is that a nice way to think to do you go snatch the bride before bi'ah after the ceremony so therefore the rabbis did something improper to him or in other words they used a loophole and went around the usual halacha and they undid the kiddushin from the the second man second man gave her something and for some reason she agreed um and uh, the rabbi said, you know what, that coin that you gave her, we're rendering it ownerless, and uh, therefore your Kiddushin is undone, and uh, she can uh, then go back or remain with the first husband. Uh, this is a very interesting afkirinu. Sometimes uh, there's a few cases of when the rabbis uh, uh, annul a marriage, a Kiddushin in this way, uh, often, in other cases, it's where the man gives some kind of get, but there's a problem with the get. So we say, all right, since you gave some kind of get, but there's a problem, we'll validate it and we will undo, just in case it's no good, we'll undo the kiddushin. So there, there is a get. Over here, there actually is no get at all, and still the rabbis undo the kiddushin. So that's an interesting case. says, I understand that makes sense. They could, the rabbis can undo it if they did Kiddushin with money. Because money, they can always say, oh, this money is not yours. The rabbis have the power to transfer money out of someone's possession. 
Um, but what if they did kiddushin with bi'ah? Well, then how you can how you gonna undo that? And the answer is Although the second husband came and had bi'ah with her for kiddushin, and that's what he had in mind, and she understood that and she agreed. Nevertheless, the rabbis can redefine it. They can't undo that act. The act is there, but they can redefine the intention from a bi'ah for kiddushin to a bi'ah for simply promiscuous purposes. And uh, therefore, they are not no longer, they are not married uh, retroactively. That's going back to the Mishnah, uh, that we tell the Ketana, you know what, we tell the guy who's married to the Ketana, uh, we tell her to do Mi'un, and that way it frees the that the Yavam, and the Yavam can go ahead after that and do Yibum with the Yavama, who is the minor's sister. Uh, and that is the, and that, so that's the way that we should go in this halacha. All right, next Mishnah. Misha haya nasui, lishte yetomot ketanot vamet, biata ochalisata shalachat mehen, poteret sarata. A man is married to two orphan girls, and they are, um, uh, yeah, two orphan girls, and he dies without children. So both of his marriages are only at the Rabbanan level. Both of them, their father died, so their mother married them off, and he dies. So what should he do? He could do Bi'ah, the Yavam. Now, can the, this, uh, this guy's brother can do Bi'ah or Chalitza with either one of them, and the other wife can go free. In other words, it would be the same law as if they were two adults. The reason is because... Their marriage is only at the Rabbanan level, but their obligation, the obligation to do Yibum is also only on a Rabbanan level. So everything works together on a Rabbanan level. Whatever the Zika is uh, for both of them, uh, a Rabbanan Zika can be um, taken care of through a, 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 a Chalitza or Yibum all on this Rabbanan level. And there will be the same law for two deaf women, uh, deaf women also, because they are not mentally competent, considered in halacha. Uh, therefore, their marriages, even if they're adults, are not full biblical marriage. They're uh, Rabbanan marriages. And therefore, if the man should die, and now you have these two co-wives who are both deaf, um, uh, the Gemara is going to ask, hold on, Chalitza with a deaf person is impossible. We saw that before. So they're going to say, in fact, no, it's only Bi'ah is the, is the only option. He can do Yibum with one of them and the other can go free. But now here's the more complicated case. Same pattern as we've seen in the previous Mishnayot. Katana v'chareshet en bi'at achat mehen poteret sarata. If one of the co-wives is a minor and one of them is deaf. So you might say, well, they're both at the Rabbanan level. So same law, you cancel each other out. But not true. Bi'at with, with one will not allow the other to go free. Because even though they're both the Rabbanan, there are different types. Uh, there's different types. Not all the Rabbanans are created equal. And so the type of marriage with the ketana is different from the type of marriage of Chareshet, and therefore uh, the uh, would have yibum with one of them does not undo the zika with uh, the other because the zika with the other is a different flavor than the zika with the first. Okay, now pikachat vechereshet biata pikachat poteretah chereshet. If a man is married to two uh, women. 
One is uh, of uh, uh, normal caller, smart, and one is chadeshit, meaning not uh, fully competent. Uh, so uh, now it depends. If he does yibum with the one who is normal, then that's a full yibum biblical, and the other woman whose marriage in the begin to begin with was only biblical, was only to Rabbanan, and therefore her zikah is only to Rabbanan, that's fine, because now he did Yibum biblically, that will certainly take care of the um, of the rabbinic uh, she can go free but if he dies without children and then the Yavam comes and he does Yibum with the deaf with the deaf wife well that's only a that takes care of a Dirabanan level Zika he still has a biblical level Zika with the smart one with a normal wife and so she cannot go free he would require she would require Chalisa Gedola uktana biat gedola poteta ketana vet biat ketana poteta gedola same principle if he's married to two women one is adult and one is a minor if he does yibum with the adult then the minor whose marriage to begin with is only rabbinic and the zika was only rabbinic that's certainly taken care of as much less than the the yibum but the other way around and biat ketana poteta but he does biat with the with the minor, fine, that's good for her, but it's only rabbinic. It does not take care of the biblical zikah from the adult. All right, that's the Mishnah. Now, question that I mentioned, when it says, and also, um, if they're chareshot. Yeah, for the, if one was two minors, you could do bi'ah or chalitza. But for a chareshet, can you do chalitza uh, to a deaf woman? We learned that you cannot, and this is earlier, a man cannot, Give uh, do chalitza. A woman cannot do chalitza, and also um, a man who's a minor cannot do chalitza. Their all their chalitza is invalid. So how could you tell me do chalitza and it'll work for the other one? It may work only sufficiently that there we be prohibited to each other after that, but it wouldn't be sufficient to allow the other co-wife to get married. This is your right. The con- comparison between a man married to two minors and one married to two deaf women is not full, and we're only comparing them in terms of the bi'ah, but not chalitza. So if a man is married to two deaf women, he have to do bi'ah, bi'bum, with one of them. He couldn't do chalitza. If he does yibum with one, then the other can go free. That they can do, because uh, uh, yibum can be done against one's will, and so uh, yibum can be done with a chareshet. Rava amar afilu tema'a chalitza, kan bechareshet mikara, kan bepikachat v'achar kachnit achareshe. So we saw Rav's, uh, Rav Gidel's answer, but now we have Rava gives a totally different answer, and uh, his distinction is going to be important for the rest of uh, for the rest of the Amud and beyond. Uh, so Rava says you can even say that chalitza can be done. And be, why? Because there's two different types of deaf people. Uh, here, uh, the our Mishnah is talking about where she was she was born deaf. Being born deaf for our purposes here is better because since she was deaf the whole time, that means the marriage was done while she was deaf. So therefore, the chalitza also will be done while she's deaf. So since it's of equal value, uh, her marriage was not a full marriage, and so the chalitza is not a full chalitza, but whatever it is, it's sufficient to take care of it. So that's our Mishnah that says if a man's married to two uh, deaf women, he can do chalitza because they, she was deaf already from before the marriage. Whereas the Mishnah on 104 
that says a deaf woman cannot do chalitza, that's talking about someone who was hearing when they got married. So they have a biblical level marriage and now they became deaf during the marriage and now you're gonna, she's, the husband died um, and now to do chalitza, that there, the chalitza of a deaf woman is not sufficient to undo a full biblical marriage. And here's the explanation for why someone who was deaf the whole time can do it, can do chalitza. However, she got into the marriage, so too she will get out of the marriage. Uh, so whatever level of dot, if it's uh, 30%, 80%, it's the, it'll be the same uh, for chalitza. However, if she was hearing and then she became and, and got married, so it's so 100% marriage, and then she became deaf afterwards, it's a problem because she cannot recite the Pisukim. And then we saw that that's an important part of the Chalitza ceremony is to recite, he doesn't want to take me, she can't recite, so she cannot do Yibum. She cannot do Chalitza. Okay, good. So that is all Ravaz, uh, Ravaz distinction, but we're going to challenge Ravaz distinction a few times. You're assuming that someone who was deaf the whole time can do uh, can do chalitza because however she came into the marriage, so too the chalitza will work to get her out of this zika because it's all on the same level. Is that true? There's a Mishnah coming up later, 112. It says, you have two brothers, one is normal, one is deaf. And they are married to two women, Jewish women, who are not related to each other. That's what Nochriot here means. They're not sisters. We're going to see in a couple of minutes a similar case where they are sisters. And the, and the sisters also, uh, these women also, one is normal and one is chereshet. Met chereshet ba'al chereshet. If the, 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 the deaf man... A brother, a deaf brother, married to a deaf woman, and a, a hearing man is married to a hear a hearing a brother is married to a hearing woman. If the man who cannot hear died, so what should his brother do? Who one who can hear? Kones, he can do yibum because you can do yibum with a deaf woman. That's fine. Then after they do yibum and they're married, he can give a get because you can also give a get. But what you cannot do is do halisa. Um, uh, now, met pikeach, we're going to continue the Mishnah, then we'll ask the question. Baal pikachat, if the one who is competent died, met mayase cheresh bachesh, now the yavam is deaf. So what should he do? Kones. He can do yibum, because easy to do yibum, but the problem is he will, this man will not be able to give a get. A deaf woman can receive a get, because a get can be received against her will. Thus she doesn't have to agree to it on a biblical level. We don't do that now. Since Abenu Gesham, we require the woman to accept the get. But uh, biblically does not need, and therefore a, a deaf woman can receive a get, but a deaf man cannot give a get. And he also cannot give halisa. Uh, so therefore, the only option here is for her to, to take her as a yevama to do bi'ah and never, uh, and never divorce. My, okay, so now, back to the first thing. So when we said here that this uh, hereshet, 
has to do yibum with her and then can give her a get after, as we said in the first case here. And so that means can do yes, he can marry her, can do he can take her as a wife, but the cannot do chalitza, choles law. And why can, shouldn't we assume that we're talking about someone who was deaf the whole time? And therefore, you have this woman who was deaf the whole time. She married as a deaf person. And then when the husband died, she was still, uh, she's a deaf person. But their marriage was only low level, a, a rabbinic marriage. And therefore, um, they could do the chalitza. Therefore, and nevertheless, you cannot do the, cannot do the chalisa. So this is a challenge to Rava's distinction. Rava said that if she was um, deaf the whole time, then you can do chalisa. But here, she's deaf the whole time, but you cannot do chalisa. And so we answer simply, Who said she was deaf the whole time? Maybe this, in fact, this Mishnah only applies when she was hearing when she got married, so she's biblically, mar- biblically married, and then she became deaf, af- deaf afterwards, then her husband died, and now she has a biblical level zika, but uh, she cannot accept chalitza uh, on that level, so therefore you have to do yibum. Okay, so Rava answered one qu- question number one. Question number two from uh, another similar case. We have um, uh, we have pictures of these cases. So the first one was Pikach married to Pikach and then Cheresh married to Chadashat. Here we have Pikach married to Pikachat and Pikach, both men, both brothers are uh, hearing and one of the wives is Chadashat, is, is deaf. So let's see what the law would be here. Met Pikach Bal Chadashat, if the husband who was hearing, who, the one who married to the deaf, deaf person. So that's the, so now the Yevama is a Chereshet. Okay, so she cannot receive Chalitza. So Maya said, the Yavam, who's full, uh, who's uh, sound uh, uh, and hearing, what should he do? Kones, he has to do Bi'ah. And then he can do give a get afterwards. Uh, but if the husband who's here, the one who married to the one who's hearing dies, so then that means that the Yevama, the, the Yevama in this case is hearing, and the Yavam is hearing. So then this is a regular normal case. All right, so the point is here that the fir- in the first case, where she is a Hareshet, says you have to do Yibum, not Chalisa. My love, Now, is this, what kind of deaf person is this? Well, talking about this hearing person, we can assume he was hearing his whole life. So in parallel, if they're married, shouldn't we assume that the deaf person was also deaf from the beginning, of, from before they got married? And nevertheless, it says, he can do Bi'ah, but cannot do Chalisa. So therefore, we have another challenge to Rava. Here's a second case where 
we are assuming right now that she was deaf the whole time, and yet you cannot do chalisa, but why not? Why don't you say the same way she got into the marriage deaf, so too she can get out of the marriage with chalisa. So we say, How do you know just because the person could hear this, the man could hear his whole life, how do you know that? So that means the same as her. Maybe this is for uh, the case are not comparable. This is the case for him, and this is the case for her. Uh, he, yes, he can hear his whole life, because most people can hear their whole lives, and she, no, she could hear it. Uh, she could hear it when they got married, as so it's biblical level. And now she cannot hear at the time of yibum, and so that's why she cannot uh, read the pesukim. So she cannot do halitha. So again, there's no challenge to Rava. All right, now we're going to see yet another objection. So this case here is very similar just to the first case. Right here also, you have uh, hearing married to hearing, deaf married to deaf. But here, in the first case, only the brothers were sisters, were, only the men were brothers. Here, the women are also sisters. Okay, so let's see how this uh, uh, complicates matters. Uh, so the man dies who's deaf and leaving a Yevama who is deaf. So the hearing man, what should he do? He doesn't do anything since he's mar- since the Yevama is his wife's sister and he's fully married. Um, again here, he is fully, he is... Um, yeah, he is fully married, so this is his wife's sister, and therefore she just goes free without anything because that would be Ayrva. However, the other way around, if the Pikeach dies, now the Cheresh is the Yavam, but he's limited in his abilities, so let's see. Met Pikeach Baal Pikachad, Mayase Cheresh Baal Cheresh. What should the deaf man, he's the Yavam, do? The Yavama is Pikachad, so there's no problem in her accepting anything. So the answer is Mosiet Ishto Beget Veshet Achiv Asura Leolam. He uh, cannot perform Yibum. And so, or Chalitza. So you know what he has to do? He has to leave his own wife um, because she, he can't be with her because he has a zika to his sister-in-law, uh, to his wife's sister. So that's no good. He has to leave his wife and the Yevama is prohibited forever. Um, he can't do Bi'ah because it's his wife's sister and he can't do Chalitza because he is deaf. And he cannot perform chalitza. Oh, that's a problem. Okay, now this case is not talking about a um, a deaf uh, woman, so it's not actually relevant directly to a, a challenge to Rava. Why did we bring it? We brought it only to try to prove that the deaf people mentioned here um, must be deaf from uh, from uh, from the meikara from the beginning. How so? What kind of man are we talking about here? Because these are Mishnayot are back to back. So they all have to be, should be all, all be talking about the same case. So if you think that here, we're talking about a man who was hearing and only then became deaf. Can he even divorce his wife? If a woman becomes deaf, 
he can divorce her. If she becomes uh, in, mentally incompetent, then a man, a general case, a woman becomes mentally incompetent during the marriage, he cannot divorce her. It's sort of it's a rabbinic um, law to protect her from harm that, you know, because she doesn't know what's going on. Now, Nishtatet, if he becomes uh, mentally incompetent, lo yosi, nitcharesh hu, o nishtata lo yosi olamit. So if she became mentally incompetent, he cannot divorce her. Yeah, we said that. If he became uh, deaf or he became mentally incompetent, he cannot divorce her ever. He is not competent to get out of a marriage, a marriage that was done when he was competent and then uh, he became incompetent. You cannot do, cannot give a get. So obviously we told him, we said, you have to give a get to your wife in this case. So it can't be that he was, he was uh, incompetent the entire time or uh, deaf the entire time. Must be rather that he was deaf the entire time, deaf when he got married, and therefore, as he got into it, he so he can get he can get out of it. So since the man in this case is deaf from the beginning, so to the woman in this case must must be deaf from the beginning. And if this case regarding sisters means as talking about women who were deaf from the beginning, so too the previous case that we cited earlier, the first case we started with. Um, is from the same list of Mishnayot, must be talking, whereas whether or not the two women are not sisters, that must be talking about the same thing when they are deaf from the beginning. And in that case, we said that a man, the Yavam, can do Yibum with the woman who is deaf. Yes, you can do Yibum, but not Chalitza, even though she is deaf from the beginning, and therefore this is all a big challenge to Rava. How could you say that? And uh, how could you say there is a distinction, a distinction, ishtik, and he was quiet, and he was not able to give an answer. All that was Abaye's line of questioning. But when Abaye came to Rav Yosef, he told him, How come you challenged Rava from the from the the way that you did from that uh, case of the Mishnah, you could have I could have answered you. I mean, Rava was quiet, but he could have answered. The case when they were sisters, the deaf uh, the, the deaf ones were sisters. Uh, when the case were sisters, so then they were deaf deaf from the beginning. But the original case that we actually asked from, uh, when they were not sisters, it could be that they were hearing and only became deaf later. Uh, so maybe one Mishnah could be one case and the next Mishnah could be a different case. Rather, if I were there, I would have asked from the following Mishnah, also in that series of Mishnayot, that say, okay, this whole going to bring a whole bunch of cases, but the point why this is better is because it's going to actually compare it to the Nochriot. And so you see in this Mishnah, all the cases are compared to each other. And so therefore, they must be talking about the same one. Uh, so let's see the case. If two brothers are deaf and uh, the two wives are hearing, or the two women, uh, sisters, are deaf, or uh, two sisters, one can hear, one cannot. Or two women 
uh, sisters who are deaf married to two people who can hear, or to two men who cannot hear, or one that can hear, one cannot hear. In all these cases, the point is that um, the the marriages are all derabanan. They're all they're all brothers and sisters, and they're all derabanan. So therefore, no need to do yibum or chalisa in any of these cases because they're brothers and sisters, and so therefore the yavama and the avam will always be on the on. There will always be a sister-in-law and always be a sister-in-law on the Dirabanan level and the marriage will always be on the Dirabanan level. So therefore, uh, they do not have to do Yibum or Chalisa. But if they weren't sisters, then uh, then they have to do Bi'a. And after they do Bi'a and take them as a wife, only then they can give a get. But the point is, you cannot do Chalisa. So you see here, it's comparing and bringing in nochriot. So if they were deaf at the beginning and the end, they became uh, they were if they were hearing at the beginning and then became deaf, then can you can would they be able to uh, divorce them? Uh, we said a man cannot divorce uh, if he was, if they married on a biblical level when he was hearing and then not later. If he became deaf, then he cannot divorce ever. Rather, must be where uh, he, everyone, uh, everyone were deaf, fr- deaf from the beginning. And since the men were deaf at the outset, the women also in all these cases were deaf at the outset. And then it goes and compares it to Nochriot, which was the very first Mishnah that we brought. And it said there, which means, yes, they can do Bi'abat, they cannot do Chalisa. And so you see that in a case where a woman is uh, deaf from the beginning to the end and even though the marriage was only Drabanan level because she was deaf at the time of the marriage nevertheless you cannot do Halisa and that undoes the distinction that Rava tried to bring before now here in the Gemara says Rava which was a third generation Amora up above it said Rava who was the fourth generation and so the, the Gemara here itself is inconsistent in its spelling and the truth is that both names can be spelled both ways. Uh, they're not consistent in manuscripts. So which way should we go here? I'm My guess would be Rava, the fourth generation, because after all, it was Abaye, also the fourth generation, who was challenging the whole, him the whole time. Now, yes, a student can challenge an, uh, a teacher, but not in this uh, harsh way. And remember, the uh, the 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 uh, teacher uh, was said, I don't know the answer, and so it, I think it would make less sense for Abaye to be challenging Rabah. And Rabah says, I don't know, I have no answer. That would kind of be disrespectful. But if it was his colleague Abaye and Rabah, both four generation colleagues, uh, then it, uh, uh, then it would be uh, make more sense. So to Yubta de Rabah, to Yubta Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.